What's up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 196 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts and our website, which is free. Everything on it is free. You can go there, thespinningthoughts.com. It's already February. Before you know it, it's going to be December of 2020, and we're going to have one year of this new decade under our belts, but we're not there yet. Where we are, though, is we're ready for a new episode here with a repeat guest. And you all know, if you've ever listened to this show a couple times, you know I love it when we have repeat guests. To me, it's the biggest compliment that we can have. It means that we did something right the first time, and the bar has been risen. All right, everybody. I am very excited to welcome back our very special guests. I have Fraser and Nick from Chief State. Gentlemen, how's it going today? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, how are you going? You, you know, I'm here here in the states. I'm assuming that you guys are in home base in uh, British Columbia, Vancouver, right? We are, and it's not raining for once. It's fantastic. Well, shit, you gave it to us down here in Pittsburgh, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Guys, I'm really excited to have you here for episode 196. You are not strangers, though, to the Spinning Thoughts family. In April of 2019, our Canadian contributor, Dan Boyer, talked to the both of you. uh, And we talked off the air, uh, the three of us. And I guess nobody else in the band, nobody else in the band does the interviews. They're not allowed to talk. They just have to rock out on stage. Uh, But Dan talked to you guys while attending a performance in Ontario, which I think from where you guys call home that's quite the fucking journey now a lot has happened since then which leads me to our first topic the band chief state is gearing up for the release of your new album tough love due out march 27 via mutant league records before i let you guys talk a few things one uh, we will be doing an advanced review of this album it will drop early in the week, the week that the album drops. So the week of March, the, you know, the Friday, March the 27th. Dan Boyer is taking on that review. It'll be available on our website, thespinningthoughts.com. Uh, the second thing that I want to mention is uh, I've been listening to the advance of this uh, seven-song masterpiece. And I'm going to call it that because, honestly, guys, it's it, I'm not saying this because you're on the line. I think it so far is my favorite thing that uh, I've heard in 2020. And I know we're just still young, but there's been a lot of good drops here in 2020. I've listened to it in its entirety 10. That's a real number, 10 times. And as soon as I get off the phone, it'll be number 11. So this is the last full collection of songs released uh, since May 2018 with the Nothing More Than This EP. How does it feel to be gearing up for the next installment in your discography? It's good, man. We've, uh, you know, waited probably far too long for this. Just uh, we started recording in the summer of 2019, uh, finished her off uh, at the beginning of fall. And then, uh, you know, just been gearing up ever since. We dropped Deciduous in advance just to kind of get the ball rolling again. But uh, no, it feels good. It's been, you know, far too long and we're ready to, uh, you know, get the ball rolling again, get back to some uh, city, see some new places for the first time and, uh, you know, just play all these songs live. 
I think they're going to translate really, really well live. I was listening back to the episode that uh, you, you both did with Dan, and, and there was a reference of Youth Fountain, which is one of my favorite bands. Their album, uh, Letters to Our Former Selves, was in my top, I want to say I'm going off memory here, top three of my favorite albums from 2019. I love their energy, and you guys give that same damn energy. The It's just wild. I haven't caught you guys live yet, but fuck, if I don't make it happen here in 2020, then it's your fault. So, you know, we'll see who's pointing the fingers. Um, I am going to ask a tough question here, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's easy. But in listening to that episode with Dan, there was a reference on your guys' part to uh, being on track to releasing a full-length album with a goal of being dropped in 2019. I understand there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to being in a band, specifically in relation to releasing a collection of music. Talk to me about how things went in 2019 in this regard, why the release is happening in March of 2020, and how we got to a healthy seven-song EP. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, I think back in April, we were definitely under the assumption that uh, we'd be putting out a full length, but kind of in writing and uh, assembling our songs, I, I think it, it just came down to a fact that we really didn't want to drop a 10 song full length record, but have, you know, three or four of the songs not be good. We are very much, I think, fans of records that are quality over quantity, right? We wouldn't necessarily want to just drop three songs that are, you know, just a bunch of, you know, random chords put together. And I think you can listen to not specifically any album, but I think you can pick out definitely filler tracks on certain full lengths and uh you know I, we're just really not about that so uh yeah a healthy seven songs coming out in uh, march of 2020 i think yeah i think I'll, I'll just add to that as well um one of the big things that we found is that a lot of our writing for this upcoming release um we started kind of delving into a, a new sort of sound and we felt like there was a differentiation between a lot of the songs that we had assembled together, um, you know, by all means, it, we did want to just put out seven amazing songs instead of putting on some filler tracks. But um, a big part of it, too, was, was that we actually had a different sound going on that we thought, well, let's focus, you know, this sound that we currently have. A lot of, you know, the music that people will be used to us releasing, which is kind of faster and heavier and that sort of thing, we'll put them all on a seven track instead, an EP. Um, and we've got a kind of new sound that I guess we will be exploring for, for whatever comes next. Um, you know, and we do want to kind of own that sound for our debut album. Um, <laughs> and we're kind of excited to where we're going with it, but it, it was a little different to the seven songs that we're about to release now. So we, we thought we'd just keep it separate at this point. I got to say, I mean, these seven songs are, like, technical as shit. Like, there's, they're really, like, intricate, and there's a lot going on, and, I, I mean, I'm just really impressed. I really mean it. This this is going to be such a fun fucking release for everybody to just get into, and it, I think it's really going to put Chief State uh, in a lot of people's ears, rightfully so. I, I got a side question, then, you know, about this conversation, LP versus EP, I talk about a lot on Spinning Thoughts, but it's not that I necessarily buy into the fact that a full length is, you know, like the pinnacle. I mean, really, the industry is leaning more towards singles and, and more concise releases. Why do you think that is, and is that the direction that you feel the band wants to consistently move toward? 
I don't know if it's necessarily the direction we would like to consistently move forward. I think uh, an EP at this stage in, in where we're at makes sense. I think overall, you know, just the way where everything's going with streaming and singles, like you said, uh, people just tend to have, I think, uh, a shorter attention span than uh, maybe was commonplace, right? Where you can just kind of have a song at the click of your fingers versus having to pay for it or whatever. Everyone just kind of has their, you know, whatever, 10 or $12 membership and they have all the songs in their world, um, you know, just available there and they can switch back and forth. And, you know, I don't know. I personally am a fan of, of the full record and listening to things like front to back. I just, I, I think I, I like the artistic side of an album and how a lot of the times it can tell a story. An EP can also do that, I guess, as well, but, uh, you know, a little bit to a lesser extent. So I do still think that there's a place for a full length, but at least as an artist, I definitely think we all want to make that happen at some point. But uh, at this stage, an EP, I think, just made more sense, uh, especially when we're still, you know, trying to break out, still trying to uh, capture as, as many ears as we can, capture as much attention as we possibly can, uh, you know, all filler, no killer. Or all killer, no killer. <laughs> Some 41. I like yeah. it. Get our EP at two filler. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, I think I, I'd, add on, I'd add on to that as well because I think, you know, from musician standpoint, from a from a band standpoint, at least for from our standpoint, an album somewhat is the pinnacle, especially a debut and when you've been going a few years, like, we have now, we really want to get an album out. I think it's just one of those achievements. It's one of those milestones that, that uh, a lot of musicians want to do. Um, but with that said, I, I feel like perhaps listeners uh, in general or kind of on the whole, who knows? There's, there's definitely a lot of listeners who still appreciate an album. But in general, it seems like listeners are, are now towards singles and and uh, having more variety of different bands so it's a fine line trying to find that balance of um you know how many singles do we release and and that sort of thing and, and we have been doing that we have been releasing single after single um the last well yeah the last couple of years now um to bridge the gap and it's a tough one and to be honest we haven't found the fine line yet but We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think it's still great to have a body of work to put out um, and maybe it's singles that come along with it before or afterwards. You know, we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. All right, so when you guys talked to Dan last year, he he did touch upon the uh, connection, the obvious affiliation with Mutant League Records. I'm a fan of that label. Uh, he Dan also mentioned uh, one of our favorites here at Spinning Thoughts, Belmont, uh, being affiliated. And, of course, many great bands have gone through the Mutant League Records uh, you know, kind of process and everything. Uh, I want to expand a little bit on that conversation that you had with Dan, and not so much on how you got connected with Mutant League, since that's already been talked about. But what I like to know is how a label helps a band in 2020 or in recent years. Kind of on the topic, how we were talking about an EP versus an LP, how the times, the, the industry is changing to singles and EPs, uh, lack of attention span, which, I mean, shit, I have an uphill battle here with a long-winded podcast with all that, right? But 
how does Mutant League Records support your band in terms of releasing new music? So what kind of role do they play in the writing process, recording, releasing it, and so on? Are they heavily involved, or do they give a lot of freedom from this side of the business? Uh, you know, Mutant League and, and Nate, they really give us, uh, you know, 100% creative control. We essentially give our music to them, and it just so happens that I think Nate's probably one of our biggest fans in the world. So, uh, you know, he's able to kind of give us as much support as he possibly can. And, uh, you know, from there, you know, who knows what happens. Yeah, from I think from, from Mutant League's point of view, um, they've been, you know, fantastic with us in, in the fact that they trust us. Um, we're, we're not probably not the, the best band for this, but I don't know. Our demos, our demos were quite embarrassing. Um, not that they weren't, you know, there or thereabouts. A lot of the demos we did have are, are pretty much the same as what the finished article is. They were just recorded terribly. And, um, you, know, you can't do it all. Exactly. I felt embarrassed to kind of send it over. So a lot of, um, a lot of the songs on this this release, uh, Nate and and everyone at Mutant League, they didn't hear it until until we sent the pretty much the finals. Um, so that's kind of how much freedom and trust they gave us, which is fantastic. We definitely knew that because <laughs> we were <laughs> so shy about sharing those those demos. But um, it's good, you know. I think in 2020, at least that's their position. I'm not sure what other labels are like, but they give a lot of freedom and um, and creative control to us. Uh, but they're there to support as well. They give us ideas, they come up with ideas and, and um, kind of put a plan in action of, of how we're going to release, where we're going to release. And um, of course, they back us financially to make the recordings and then promote this stuff. So um, it's, they're fantastic. We've only got amazing things to say about Nate and, and the label as a whole. And I think that uh, record labels these days really have to give that sovereignty to the band because the DIY scene is so on fire right now in all the good ways. I mean, technology is only getting better and better, and 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 bands and and musicians and artists are only getting more creative and better at doing shit themselves. You know, and so if a record label wants to to keep up with all of that with this movement that's going on. Uh, in the industry, they, they've got to give that kind of uh, freedom and sovereignty. And it only matches the way that I would think Mutant League would go about their business with their bands. So moving into then another element, we're still talking about Tough Love. It's due to release March the 27th via Mutant League Records. How does Chief State approach the writing process? I know this can be kind of a cliche question, but I, I'm going to expand. You know, every band does have a method. That method, I, I actually think it changes uh, as a band grows, and I think it, from me listening 10 times to Tough Love, and I feel so lucky I got to before everybody else, I, I, there, there's just a fucking growth that is so, so obvious. But one of the things that I really like about Chief State is your consistency, and I know um, you guys were talking earlier in this episode about Part of the reason why uh, Tough Love may have been pushed into a new year is is just kind of an evolution of sound, and and there you can hear that in Tough Love. But you guys are consistent in a way that I can't really put my finger on, but I think it's awesome. So, what is the method to the band writing music, and was it different with Tough Love? If this really is a evolution in sound, 
um, I mean, it does range a little bit how we write, but in the most part, it would be uh, me or Nick that would come up with a, a skeleton of the song that maybe with all the lyrics ready or it may not, but um, it will have the song structure there. We then make a demo, typically send it to the, the rest of the guys. Uh, it gets shot on by everyone. Yeah, we argue about it for about six months. <laughs> Uh, finally go into the studio and uh, bang her out. This, it, <laughs> you know, it's it's a frustrating process for me because I write in, um, I guess, like periods of just, I just throw so much stuff out at one time. And, you know, in a period of like three months, we'll end up with 50 half demos or something crazy. And and that's what happened essentially with this. And a lot of it was, was crap or a lot of it was not the sound we were going for and and i kind of just let myself be free of what i write um and then from that we started owning in like a sound and i think we're not the most um what's the word productive of when getting feedback and discussing we tend to argue a lot about stuff and we, you know we like what certain things but we don't like other things so it's a whole process that's what's fine about yeah exactly that's what's fine about. <laughs> literally about that but um you know we get there eventually and and the thing that i find is back to the shitty demos that i make um <laughs> i have the sound in my head and it all makes perfect sense i can see the big picture and how it's going to finish and a lot of the time i'm not sure if if everyone sees the same picture and then once we get come out of the studio and we start hearing these the actual recordings back everyone's like oh it makes sense now and <laughs> and you know it's it's a little frustrating on my part but so that's typically how a lot of our songs are written um nick will write probably about a quarter to a third um of of what we release as well so his will come sort of more solidified as well where it's usually like pretty much the whole song's you know really good it's not like a lot of my songs says great parts but we need to improve parts but when nick writes something it's usually pretty much 100 percent there and it just needs some reworking on lyrics or something like that or some melody work um and that's for the most part how this latest release came together um we we did less i would say this time we did less kind of jamming in a room all five of us um and that was just due to kind of losing our jam space and things like that. And we had to do stuff a little bit more online. Um, but it still, it worked out really well. Um, and now we're changing again. So for whatever we're going to release in the future, me and Nick are now meeting up in person like the old days and, and sitting with a guitar here and, and working through songs. So it's it's interesting the kind of uh, growth and development of how we, we write our music, but it's, it seems to be working, so we're just running with it. Now, this may be a question for both of you to answer separately. What song off of the new album pushed you? Or maybe it was the band collectively the most, whether it was during the writing, uh, demoing, or even like in the studio tracking. Essentially, what I am asking is, what song are you most proud of off of Tough Love and why? Yeah, um, I think I'm most proud of the last track, Peace of Mind. That was a, a pretty much a full song that I had written with no lyrics or anything, but uh, you know, the instrumentals as you hear it were pretty much 100% complete. Probably two months after 
nothing more than this came out. Like we recorded that, the instrumental of that, like I want to say like September of 2018 or something like that. Yeah. And the idea was, all right, yeah, this is a sick riff. Let's uh, expand upon it. Let's go. And for whatever reason, it just ends up falling by the wayside. And I think we just needed to sit on it for long enough where a year, over a year, <laughs> it would kind of work its way back into you know the release conversation. So you know that song, we probably all you know. It went through so it. many We were weird. stoked on it, and then we gave up on it, and then we were stoked on it again, and then we gave up on it again, and then finally I heard the, like the the final of it, and I was like, "Yeah, no, this is, this is great." Like, just, just I think it, it's the perfect bookend to to the EP. It's uh, probably one of the heavier songs on the mm-hmm. the EP, uh, you know, instrumentally at least. Um, I think so. I think yeah. on that song. Um, that may have been one of the reasons why I was so scared to show Nate at the label our demos because we <laughs> we did them that with with, um, with my rough vocals over it and I think that's what let that original version down. It was the the lyrics on it and the melody of it. It just wasn't strong enough and we salvaged the song essentially by ch- ripping up all the lyrics. I think everything is different except from verse two. And like pre-chorus. Pre-chorus yeah. was the same, um, but we just ripped up the vocals and started again on it uh, and. I think, yeah, that one, it, it really came to get, I mean, one variation we had, the song cut out and we had like a oh. three-part harmony. We had like, <laughs> yeah, like we all sang the chorus line. We had a, me, Nick and Justin singing a three-part. So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> we played it live a couple of times and people just stared at us. And um, so, that, so that one we dropped for a good year before we revisited it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay, uh, for me, the song I'm most proud of, <sighs> Reprise is is one of them. I think because that one, there was something in the chorus that wasn't sitting right, and the, the original verse wasn't sitting right, and, and that was another song that we've actually had for a while, and um, I had to rework a lot of that one, so I, I, I'm really pleased with how that came out. Um, of course, today, Tuesday, what, what day are we on? February 11th it come out so we're really happy to to get that single out um so that one I'm proud of I think the weird uh the weird kind of anthemic almost song we have called Choke that one is just it just delves through genres almost it's, it's in in that sense somewhat similar to Minesweep on on the last release but you know that one we've started playing around with different sounds there's some electronic drums in there and you know it kind of builds into this whole crescendo so i think that's a fun little song that that came out surprisingly well in the end um and then yeah something good for once for whatever reason that's just my favorite song Dude, like that it. is my favorite i was i was waiting to see and i was gonna let you know which one i something good for once is my at least right now after 10 times, the clear favorite, for I, I, but I don't know why yet. I, I feel like 10 times doesn't give me the answer to that. But I also want to let you know, and I also don't want to give away too much, you know, since a lot of these tracks haven't been heard yet. I fucking love the transition from Try Hard into Deciduous. It, it's awesome. <laughs> nice. I love it. Caught me off guard the first time I listened to it. And I'm starting to expect it now, and it still catches me off guard. It's just so fucking good. I love it. <laughs> it's it's funny because we played a 
we were very lucky and got offered to to be main support to the Wonder Years at a, a big venue here in Vancouver. And it, this was back in September. And Joe, our bassist, he's the the newest member, and this is by far the biggest show he's ever done. Well, he didn't show any of it. It was his <laughs> biggest show. He's done, but he, he joined less than a year ago. But he's like he's stoked, obviously. Yeah, he was stoked. And he just, he was just so strangely nervous that he couldn't shut up and he just kept like <laughs> shouting. And as we were walking on stage, it just got worse and worse. And um, my car photographer happened to be filming it. So that's where that audio came no, from. No, really? It's not from the studio. It's actually from as we're walking onto the stage to play uh, support for the Wonder Years. And, and Joe is just losing his shit. And it's, it's hilarious. Dude, I am so fucking happy that you just shared that because, I mean, honestly, the very first time I listened to Tough Love, I knew this thing was going to fucking own whenever I it went from try hard to deciduous. I just thought it was so fucking great. And, I, I, I mean, that element to everyone will know what we're talking about on March the 27th. It's really damn cool, and it sets it really just sets the tone for the rest of it. Um, I, I don't want to give away anymore, so I'm going to move on to my last question here, really revolving around tough love, and then I've got some other things that we're going to talk about. So, you know, there's always goals that bands want to achieve when rele- uh, releasing a new album, whether it's monetary exposure, whatever, and beyond all of that, what do you hope people get from listening to Tough Love? What kind of impact do you hope this release has on others? I mean, I don't know if we necessarily hope uh, that there's an impact. I think ultimately when we write songs, we write them as almost just like a very cathartic uh, release. At least I do. Um, But, you know, I I think I've always kind of come at songwriting and releasing music as just, uh, you know, this is what I'm feeling. I'm putting it out there and, you know, maybe other people are feeling that as well. And maybe, you know, there's there's some, some common ground there. And I think at least for me, when I listen to music, yeah, just kind of being able to relate to, uh, you know, certain situations that you hear or whatever, or even if it's just like, oh, yeah, the song rips. <laughs> it just kind of takes you away from whatever you're dealing with or maybe not dealing with you know, at the same time. But, uh, yeah, it's just almost like an escape, if you will. But uh, I don't know if we're necessarily expecting anything in particular. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we, we yeah. kind of expect it anything for or hope for for people to feel a certain way or anything like that you know a lot of the songs are just just blurts of of emotion that are coming from ourselves you know it's all situations that we're in and and i mean hopefully people can relate to it and hopefully it can help in in people's day-to-day to To be honest i'd just be happy if people like it if people were into it and they want to listen more and if they're not in the head to it, that's sick. You know, that makes us really happy to know that, that people like what we do because we love what we do and um, we have a good time doing it. So, you know, it makes it worth it that somebody else likes it as well. Now, Fraser, you mentioned earlier here in this uh, in this episode that, um, and I I want to make sure I'm saying this right. You guys know, and, and before we start recording, I'm tr- I, you know, I try to try to get things right, but. Fraser, you you said reprise, I believe, and and that might be the culture. You you are very cultured compared to me. Um, you also lived in Japan for a while, um, according to the interview Dan had. So you got way more culture than I do. Is it reprise? Is it reprise? Because I wanted to say reprise. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. <laughs> you gotta. Honestly, you gotta. I think it's like it's like tomato, tomato. In okay. The song, it's like. 
Fraser says reprise. I've only ever heard it said reprise, though. That being said, he's from a different place. Uh, you guys do say tomato. And <laughs> oh, wait, so Nick, you stuff. said reprise. Okay. okay, well, the worst part is in England we say reprise as well, okay. which, well. which really sucks. Um, <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, it made the word made sense with, with the context. Um, I think it's a cool word. Uh, it, it definitely, I say reprise, uh, but as I wrote it, it rhymes obviously with a, with, God, I don't even know what I, lies. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so I'm like, Hey, can I get away with it? And then I actually, I just dictionaried it. Um, it's some parts of the States apparently say reprise and it's, it's neither is correct or incorrect. You can say it whichever way. So reprise is the way you can say it. And I took full fucking advantage of that. Hell yeah. I love how <laughs> inclusive this has just become with, with the, the, the song title here. This really became inclusive, and I gained a little culture. Did you literally just look this up right now? Because you're showing off now, brother. I could have done that, too, with my very eclectic research team here at Spinning Thoughts. You beat me to it, goddammit. <laughs> no, no, I... I... I looked it up. We probably, as a band, argued about. We argued about it for sure. Again, you know, six months, just like bashing our heads against the wall, and I don't know. So sometimes, like when when you're sitting on a song for so long, like someone will bring up some random minute detail, like, "Hey, wait, you say reprise, but in the song you say reprise. What is it?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> I, I, I looked it up when when I wrote it, and I was like, "Well, you know what? It's it's not incorrect." I do not personally say reprise. I say reprise, but it, the word is not incorrect. It rhymes with lies, and that's what we went with. When you guys play this live, and I assume that you will, you should change up every every date, like how you actually <laughs> sing it in the song, and like just catch catch the crowd off guard. Like when you go to like rhyme it with lies and and, and do reprise, people are like, "What the fuck did what?" I think that it, uh, you know uh, be a good conversation starter. Next time we roll through Pittsburgh, thank you, promise. Hell yeah, it will yes. be. <laughs> Hell yes, uh, I'm gonna hold be, you to it. Been... Yeah, do it, do it. Just remind us before. <laughs> we'll... I'll change. I'll go a step further. It will be. You've been buried in your leaves or something yeah. like that. Oh, 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 look at you right on the spot. I like it. All right. So uh, on the conversation here on the topic of reprise, uh, at the time of this taping, Alt Press, the alternative press, is currently premiering this, the latest single off, Tough Love. Uh, first of all, I'm sure whether this is the first, second, or fifth, or whatever time that you've been on Alt Press, I assume that you have. I mean, if not, then congratulations on the first. It's probably, it is a goal. I, I know it would be for me if I was currently in a band to get some sort of exposure there. So congratulations uh, on that exposure and on the premiere there. But what I want to ask you is this. I'm curious as to how bands approach the decision-making process that goes into determining what tracks get pre-released off an upcoming album. Why was Reprise chosen to represent Tough Love early? I think it bangs hard. <laughs> Hell yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Well, Deciduous, we really wanted to get that out, you know, much earlier. Because in the it, fall specifically. In the it, fall. It's about kind of dealing with seasonal depression and, and whatnot. So that makes sense to pre-release well in advance. Uh, and it was already done. You know, that was the first song we had back from uh, from mixing and mastering and whatnot. Um, on Reprise, I think, you know, it's got a pretty catchy chorus, if I do say so myself. Uh, it's a fast one. I think it definitely does a really good job of bridging the gap 
between uh, something off of Nothing More Than This, like A Broken Eyes or a Spine. And, uh, you know, this EP obviously delves a little bit further into, uh, you know, we explore some some different sounds. So I think it's a good uh, a good bridge between the two. Yeah, and I think that's that's been one of the the common comments today on the release. A lot of people saying that you know, it, you know, <laughs> it rips or it, it uh, it's fire or that sort of thing. It's a lot of it's a fast paced one, which is which is what we we did a lot on on the last EP. Um, so it does it bridges. It's definitely something that a lot of um, people who know us would kind of expect from this. Um, and you know, we, it does bridge, and it bridges almost to to a couple of the other songs on the EP that are a little a little bit softer and a little bit more poppy influenced, I would say. Um, and and we wanted to make sure that the the kind of heavier songs were were bridged before before everyone got a taste of of that new kind of direction. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I'm very excited to share with you the brand new single off the upcoming album, Tough Love. It's called Reprise from Chief State. Take up 
So you just finished listening to Reprise. I don't know if anybody noticed there. I just changed it up on you. You know, I'm slick like that. This is the latest single from Chief State. It's off their upcoming album that you're going to fucking love. It's called Tough Love via Mutant League Records. So, uh, gentlemen, in addition to dropping this single, the band also released a music video for the track. Now, I want to say that it was Fraser that was quoted in alt press uh, where it was referenced. You were referencing kind of the uh, the, the theme of of the lyrics and, and how it related to a particular situation from your past and almost running in circles, you know, wanting to save or help someone who may need that or is struggling. This video mimics that running in circles theme. I mean, you, you'll know that from the very beginning, uh, as you mentioned in Alt Press. How did the idea of this video come about? Where was it filmed? And is there anything worth noting additional about the experience with this music video? Oh, God. You've just reminded us. Yeah. We both just rolled eyes. <laughs> we, we, filmed it lo- we filmed it locally. We accidentally did... It's my fault. I didn't read the uh, the policy in enough detail, and it said no smoke machines. What? We accidentally, yeah, we accidentally set off the uh, the fire alarm. No. The <laughs> they they basically told us we can't film anymore. We lost an hour of shooting. Oh it was, my! We had to like sweet talk the venue to to and beg, and they finally let us finish. So, I, I mean, if anyone's got a keen eye, you'll be able to tell the shots that were with the smoke machine and the shots that went off with the smoke machine. Dude, th- I mean, yeah, that's, if that's all- not punk rock, I don't know what is. <laughs> it was quite quite the ordeal. It uh, was, yeah. <laughs> we, we've actually got a behind-the-scenes video ready-made as well, and um, we had a friend come along, and, and our, you know, our photographer, he, uh, he took a bunch of footage, and we've... Similar to what we did after Deciduous, we kind of had a, a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage and we compiled it, and, and it's on the Mutant League YouTube channel if uh, you know people want to check that out. And, and we'll be doing the same with Reprise. We'll be um, releasing a behind-the-scenes video probably in a couple of weeks, and uh, <laughs> it's got a bit more detail into to that whole experience and, and the fire brigade coming. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. Uh, a, a few years ago, it was within the first year of doing Spinning Thoughts. We're in year three right now. And I was interviewing a band that has become one of my favorites, A Will Away. You ever hear of that band? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love A Will Away. So I'm talking to A Will Away. And I believe that they were on tour with, I want to say, Trophy Eyes. And so they're all in this room. I don't know if it was a, like an Airbnb or something, but like literally both bands were in this room. I could hear them in the background. It sounded like a fucking good time. I wish I was there to do the interview instead of on the phone. And then all of a sudden, a fucking fire alarm starts going off. And the band, a will away, they just keep talking as if there's no fire alarm. And so I actually like... <laughs> I was like, yo, do you guys need to leave? Like, it's okay. Like, post-production will fix this. And they're like, nah, fuck it. If, if we need to leave, they'll come and get us. I mean, if that's not commitment, I don't know what is. Oh, no, shit. No, no. So you guys are, are right there with a will away uh, and clearly just, you know, putting things on fire, um, metaphorically, figuratively, or, you know, with a smoke machine. Who fucking knew, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, thankfully... There's no damage. No one was hurt. 
some angry people, but <laughs> we got the video done. I mean, and, and it makes for good conversation at least. So, you know, spending thoughts on our listeners have benefited from that entire experience at your cost. So thank you very much, Chief State. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Now, I was talking to Mike from Earshot Media. This is the press team working with your band and many I mean, really many others. We here at Spinning Thoughts, we have very close relationships with press teams. They are the bridge that allow us to do advanced reviews on albums, uh, to do these kind of interviews, and, and so many other things. So shout out not just to Mike Earshot, but honestly to all the press teams out there that are hustling, doing their thing. Uh, I was asking Mike what you guys might want to talk about and also what that, you know, is allowed to be talked about. You know, I I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble here. We're not that kind of podcast or anything. Year three, we're going strong. So I asked him to let me know some things you wanted to talk about, and he ended up sharing that the band is slated to drop one more single at least. He didn't say that it's definitely one more. I'm assuming one. One more single off Tough Love before it's released on March the 27th. He told me that song is Biding Time and noted that the theme may have something to do with Anchorman. Now, I'm not sure if <laughs> Spinning Thoughts is the first to drop this news. I mean, I'm kind of a big deal. People know me, so talk to me about all this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just had the uh, probably best or worst idea in the world, depending on how this thing turns out, <laughs> of uh, just doing some real dumb shit in front of a green screen. But... I had just seen Anchorman for the first time. I was pretty late to the train there. He's still only 14 years old. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Step Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I actually, I'll be honest. I can't get through that movie. I don't know what it is. It's, oh, it's fucking hilarious. It it's really funny. is. I love, I love other Will Ferrell movies, but something about Step Brothers, I can't, I can't make it through past like the first like 40 minutes. Of Onions and ketchup. You're not drinking the right <laughs> kind of whiskey or smoking the right kind of weed then. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, just have the, uh, the idea of, uh, you know, ripping off Anchorman to a degree where, uh, <laughs> the video is essentially us giving the news, but, uh, the song's going on in the background, but, uh, we've kind of done it all ourselves. And, um, I think the idea is that it's almost so low budget. People take pity on us. Or <laughs> I yeah. I mean, that's that's the angle we're coming in on. We're really leaning into the humor. It's it's a borrowed camera. It's on a tripod. Um, it's a borrowed green screen, which is basically a sheet. Which it was a you, green sheet. You can you can tell there's wrinkles in it. So like <laughs> I'm sure the background is probably gonna f like flutter in and out of focus, and it's gonna look a bit like a school project. Um, it's been great. It's been a great le learning curve for me. Uh, we thankfully we got a lot of the lighting correct. We did have some really cool box lights. Box lights. So it does. Thankfully, we got a lot of the shadows out, and and I'm the one putting it together and basically working out how to do green screen stuff. Um, it's pretty much it's all cut in place. I need to now like go and do all the the background, and it, it's just stupid. It's such a stupid video, and and I hope. Well, I I really hope people enjoy it. Um, it was a very very fun time filming it, a stupidly fun time filming it uh, until until Nick gave me an edible, which was not fun after that. Uh, uh, why not? That sounds amazing. That sounds like this is when the magic really started to happen. Uh, we'll we'll make. Sh there's gonna be. There's definitely gonna be a behind the scenes on this one, and 
I'll make sure we put in some some shots. You can, man, there's terror in my face at the yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to get everyone to the, the state I was when I conceptualized it all. So <laughs> mission accomplished, I suppose. Shit, when you guys get to Pittsburgh next, we're going to party. That There's no doubt about it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to rock out. You're going to rock out, and then we're going to party. And, uh, you know, I got a two-bedroom condo that has some floors that you guys are always welcome to sleep on, too, at the end of it all. Thank you for having Absolutely. All right. So um, we're, we're heading here to like the, the, the back end of, of our conversation. And it always gets a little sad, you know, because we're becoming such close friends here. Uh, but we had you back for a second time. Who's not to say that there could be a third? So with the release <laughs> of a new album, typically comes some fresh merch and tours. What kind of support does the band have in the works for Tough Love in 2020? Sure, we uh, there is a pre sale for, for merch that uh, we were made aware of today. Um, <laughs> that's be on, God, what's, the, what's their website now? Oh, it's, uh, it's a new, it's a, run, I believe. yeah, it's a new, it's a new website that Mutant League has gotten set up for for merch. Um, yes, yeah, uh, mutantleaguerecords.limitedrun.com, uh, and that'll have. I believe a deciduous blonde sleeve tea. There's a reprise kind of burgundy tea. And then there's some uh, pre-order packages with the CD as well. So definitely go to mutantleaguerecords.limitedrun.com to pick up that pre-order bundle. Is that live mm-hmm. right now? It yeah. is, yeah. Shit, I'm trying to look it up and see what this looks like right now. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, man, get on it. It's, uh, I, I think they look sick. They look they like, do, yeah. It's, we're fan uh, of the Burgundy. Shout out to uh, Alex Derek for uh, putting those together. Uh, art director at Newton. Like he's uh, he's been a huge help with uh, everything. Actually, did edit the uh, reprise video as well. He's done a great job with that. All right, I, l- let's see. Oh, hold on. So you said it's dis- oh, oh oh the long sleeve you said? Yeah, sorry. There's a deciduous long sleeve, Ooh. a reprise tee, and then uh, yeah, just. Yo, uh, that like plum, that plum color or something, that is gorgeous. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Guys, everybody listening to this right now, you got to go check this out. Prices are looking good too. That one tee is at $14.99, the long sleeve, and it's, you know, it's it's still chilly. It's only February. You know, you got to keep warm, $19.99 on that, and then uh, the album on March the 27th. There, there's some good stuff here. What about tours? What about shows? What about music fests? Anything like that planned or in the works? It's uh, a lot. A lot's in the works at the moment. We just have we have local release parties. So we have a a little acoustic thing which is going to be March 28th um, here locally at a new DIY space. Um, and then we're also going to do a, a full show April 5th, I believe, and that's going to be at the red gate which is here in vancouver in terms of actually touring um we're in talks we're we have a couple of things in the pipeline um but to be honest as well you know we're we're looking to to figure out where we want to go this year obviously the states again um there's a lot of states that we haven't been to um you know we may push the boat out and try and get over to japan or somewhere cool like that too but at the moment we're just doing a lot of talking um, and nothing is set in stone yet, and we're hoping to get everything lined up for for summer and full time. I'm honestly so, so excited for you guys. It's really cool to do this podcast, and I, I honestly, I, I do it because of these conversations and, and just 
helping the the music community get to know the the people in bands a little bit better and what goes into it because it's not it is usually not glamorous um and and sometimes it's kind of mind-boggling why you know bands keep doing all this kind of stuff right i i from dan's conversation with you all last time i think you toured uh you know Mm -hmm. the uk and that was all self-funded and you just you know kind of made uh all the money back you know minus the 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 flight across the pond and everything like that so uh, I respect you guys. I really, really, really like Tough Love. I encourage everybody to do the pre-saves, pre-orders. Go to MutantLeagueRecords.LimitedRun.com. Honestly, good prices, good merch. It looks really good. Before we say uh, farewell, is there anything else you two would like to mention or let our Spinning Thoughts family know? Uh, yeah, you can head over to uh, Alt Press uh, now and stream the single. It'll be available on uh, all streaming services as of, I believe, Wednesday, February 12th. Um, So Spotify, Apple Music, all of that, as well as, you know, on YouTube, pretty standard stuff. Uh, You can head over to uh, meetandweekrecords.limitedrun.com for the uh, album pre-order and uh, any any kind of merch we got going on there. Uh, And yeah, hopefully hitting a city near you quite soon here. Fraser, anything? What he said. What he (laughs) said. Guys, uh, we're going to talk off the air for a quick minute, but I want to thank you again for being here for episode 196 of Spinning Thoughts. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, man. It's been awesome. Once again, I want to thank my very special repeat guests, Fraser and Nick from Chief State, for being here for episode 196 of Spinning Thoughts. Make sure you get your hands on the upcoming new album, Tough Love from Chief State, due out March the 27th via Mutant League Records. As I mentioned throughout this episode, I've listened to it at least 10 times. There will be 50 more times I listen to it before March the 27th. I'm telling you, it's that fucking good. Make sure you follow us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love. Save the